with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus addressed this parable to those who were convinced of their own righteousness and despised everyone else. Two people went up to the temple area to pray. One was a Pharisee, and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee took up his position and spoke this prayer to himself. Oh God, I thank you that I am not like the rest of humanity, greedy, dishonest, adulterist, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I pay tithes on my whole income. But the tax collector stood off at a distance and would not even raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, and he prayed, Oh God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, the latter went home justified, not the former. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and the one who humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. Some years ago, our friend Bishop Sheen told the story of preaching a retreat in a prison of maximum security where there were over a thousand inmates, although he never said what prison it was. He said, of course, in terms of the Old West, they thought that he was wearing the white hat and they were wearing the black hats. Did you ever notice, by the way, in the, as Westerns went on, nobody wore white hats anymore? Uh, I've always wondered about that, probably because white hats get dirty. But In any event, he began the retreat by saying to them, Gentlemen, there is one great difference between you and me. You got caught. I didn't. In other words, we are all sinners. Now you might say, well, yes, but Bishop Sheen didn't commit those terrible crimes that caused those men to be in a prison of maximum security. You'd be right, but that's beside the point. We are all sinners. I've said before, people will often say, you know, I'm basically a good person. I don't commit murder. I don't steal. You're not a murderer. You're not a thief. That's, that's a good beginning. So you're a saint. Oh, no, 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 I'm not that. <laughs> then you're a failure. If you want a saint, you're a failure. And we might all say that about ourselves. The good news is that at any moment, we can become one. Not just somewhere in the future, not just next week, but every single moment of our lives, 
the challenge is there to become something we haven't been if we can only recognize the fact that we haven't been it. Today's gospel is about that. I suppose that of all of our Lord's parables, this is one of the most favorite parables to portray in art. These two men, the Pharisee and the tax collector. Notice, in our Lord's parable, they both go up to the temple to pray. That's important. They could have prayed at home or on the street corner. But they went up to the temple the place of sacrifice. The place where God dwelt in a unique way. The Jews all knew that God was omnipresent, but there was no part of creation to which God was not present. If only to will it into existence and to keep it in existence. But the temple was a place of his unique presence. That's where they offered sacrifice. And that's where the Holy of Holy was. Holy of Holies. No one could enter except the high priest once a year on the Day of Atonement. And on that day, he would pronounce the holy name that no one else could say without being stoned to death because it was blasphemy. The holy name, even now, we seldom use it, Yahweh. There was a time when we had hymns that used that word a lot, and Pope Benedict sent out an edict saying, don't do that. We don't use that name casually. Even now, we don't. The name that God gave to Moses. In any event, they went up to the temple to pray. And the Pharisee begins, we are told, to pray to himself. Someone once said that that was the best prayer ever directed to a Boston audience. Um, But it wasn't directed to God. The Pharisee prays in a very different way. The Pharisee sees himself differently. He gives thanks to God that he is not like the rest of men. Should we give thanks to God for the grace we receive to not sin? Of course we should. But he's praying in thanksgiving that he's not like everybody else, and that he names them. Greedy, dishonest, adulterous, or even like this tax collector. So, in the first place, He doesn't see himself as he sees those around him. He's not just proud. By the way, those two things that make prayer impossible, pride is one, hatred is another. The Pharisee has both. And the second thing is that he is comparative. He compares himself to other people. As I say, that's easy to do. It's like saying, I'm not a murderer, I'm not a thief. The tax collector compares himself to no one. The tax collector knows what he is. And so, our Lord then tells us that The tax collector went home justified, but the Pharisee did not. There's something more here, though, too. They both went up to the temple, the place of sacrifice. 
The Pharisee didn't see himself in need of anything. He was righteous. He didn't need a cross. He didn't need anyone on it. The tax collector did. The tax collector knew that he was helpless. He needed the cross. He needed the person on it. He needed redemption. The Pharisee put himself outside of redemption because of his own righteousness. You know, when we look at the cross, we might think that's a sign of God's love. And we'd be right. It is. And it is a sign of God's love because he took everything on it. He took the entire human condition. He took all human suffering. He took all human sin on himself. That's redemption. But the Pharisee didn't think he needed it. And so he put himself outside of hope, too. The tax collector was a man who wasn't just sinful. He was hated by his own culture. He was a Roman collaborator. He was an extortioner. But he was a different man now. That's why we beat our breasts at the beginning of Mass, to identify ourselves with this man. Then we can go on. See, he could be lifted up. The Pharisee couldn't. When we admit our own sinfulness, then we are capable of being lifted up. And we come to the temple to do the same thing, don't we? We come to the temple, first of all, to admit our sinfulness in the sacrament, in the confessional. We beat our breasts, so to speak. And then God can take us up into himself. Then we can come into the Eucharist as a very different person than we were before. Radically different, actually. And so, we now will begin that process of becoming different people. What's the verse that said, None other lamb, none other name, none other hope in heaven or earth or sea, none other hiding place from guilt and shame, none beside thee. It's true then. We have come to the temple and we are now different people. And we now become the beautiful creature that we perhaps always thought we were, but really never understood. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you as the people redeemed by the cross of your Son and trusting in your love and mercy. For the Church throughout the world, that her members will always respond to the grace that God sends us, We may always rise above our sinfulness for the church suffering and the freedom of the church in our own country. We pray to the Lord. Lord, For all nations of the world, 
especially those hostile to the Lord and to his church. For all those running for public office, for conversion, humility, and peace, we pray to the Lord. For all those who are sick and suffering, for those who experience alienation and rejection, that they may know that they are united to the cross of Christ and to his sufferings. For all those who are greatly tempted, for those who have wandered from grace and from faith, that they may find it, we pray to the Lord. Lord for a greater respect for human life, especially life in the womb, and especially for the 40 days for life, people will come to realize the evil of abortion and the beauty of life, we pray to the Lord. Lord For an increase in vocations to priesthood of the consecrated life, and those young men and women who will be visible signs of God's mercy, visible signs of his love in a unique way, for a greater reverence for the prophetic nature of marriage and the single life, we pray to the Lord. For our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, especially for Bishop Burbage now as he prepares to leave us, and for whoever will be elected administrator, and for the next bishop, whomever he may be, we pray to the Lord. Lord for the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, for all who died in the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster, and all those who have died recently from acts of violence. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. And for all of us here, we will respond to the call of the Lord, uh, to repentance, to humility, to conversion. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayers. We now join our prayers to those of the Mother of Mercy as we sing. Mm-hmm. 